Have you ever felt like giving up, quitting, throwing in the towel? Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. She's an author, health coach, and motivational speaker. Backed into a corner multiple times in her life, Carol shares with you stories on how she overcame some of the toughest obstacles a person can go through in life, but refused to give up hope. Rather than admit defeat, an opportunity was presented, and it involves each and every one of you. Carol will feature spectacular guests who will share their messages of hope, encouragement, and their inspiration to prove why life's adversities only make you stronger. And now, welcoming the host of the show, here's Carol Graham. So today we have BJ Rosenfeld. Now she is a best-selling author. She's also an internationally recognized expert in interpersonal communications and relationships. That sounds really interesting and we will talk about that. She has two sons and hold on to your hats. She's got 13 grandchildren. That's a lot of grandkids to keep track of. Uh, BJ's memoir is entitled The Chameleon in the Closet. That is a very intriguing name. It's a f- supposedly, I haven't read it yet, but I'm anxious to. It's a funny story with a very touching side. And it deals with parents who support their children's life-changing choices. Again, that sounds very intriguing. She has also contributed to another bestseller called The Expert Success Solution. She has an audio course on the internet dealing with secrets to relationships and communications with your adult children. And one of the things that she said on her website that really impacted me, and we'll talk about all these things today, and that is this statement. How to make sure your children love and include you no matter what, because no one should have to die alone. Isn't that incredible? What a statement. So let us welcome BJ. Good morning, BJ. Good morning, Carol. Great to talk with you. All right. So let's start with, well, first of all, tell me about 13 grandchildren. That's Before we get into the other heavy-duty stuff, let's talk about that. Well, there are, at the moment, uh, well, I have two sons. Okay. Older son lives on the other side of the world, and he has 10 children. Wow. <laughs> they, ra- they range in age from almost one to almost 13. And there are 10 of them, and they are amazing. And then in the States, I have another son who has three. And how often do you get to see the ones that are living overseas? Uh, At least four times a year. Wow, that's incredible. Plus, we talk to them on the phone all the time. It's great. That's incredible. Ten children. It's hard to believe in this day and age, isn't it? (laughs) I never expected it. And you had two. So that is unusual that they would have that many coming from a small family. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's great. Now, tell me what an expert is in interpersonal communications and relationship. Well, 
I've always been working on interpersonal relationships from when I was a little kid. Uh, if my dad did something, my mom, you, you know how it is with little kids. They wind up getting in the middle and trying to smooth things out. Okay. As time has gone on, I refuse to be a mediator, but I started out teaching elementary school, foreign language, which again is communication. And if you don't speak the language, it's pretty hard to communicate with, with someone. And when it comes to speaking the language, if you are both speakers of English and you're not communicating at all, if there is dead silence, then nothing is getting through. So how this all happened way back when my older son made a choice with his life that was way outside of what I expected. And we started to become strangers. And it really tore at me. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I was just, I was really devastated. I mean, here I was, a, what I considered a loving mother, doing all the right things. I taught him how to do things. I taught him the way I had been taught. And suddenly he's coming home and saying, Mom, it's all wrong. Mm -mm, no way. He's questioning everything that I had taught him. And I couldn't take it anymore. We argued and argued and argued. And as I said, we were becoming strangers. And as a mother, I can tell you, nothing is going to stop me from loving my children. That's right. And I had to make a choice. Yeah. I, I just couldn't let, let things go on as they were. I did not want to lose him. So what did you do? Well, one day I was looking through my grandmother's cookbook from uh, my grandmother helped raise me. And I thought back to how wonderful it was baking with her when I was a little girl. Uh, helping her roll out the dough, we were going to be making a pastry called strudel. And she would be rolling it out until it was paper thin. And I was, quote, unquote, helping, you know, the little kid with the hands. Yes, yes. And then when she finished rolling it out, she held it up with her hands and she rolled it and it, it, she pulled it apart. And it was even thinner, as thin as it could get. I and totally understand. My mother was from Germany, so I hear you loud and clear <laughs> with that. So go ahead. You're making me hungry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So and then I would help her put the filling in and help her roll it out, roll it up, and and she'd put it in the oven, and that the aroma of it baking. Mm. As I read the recipe, I closed my eyes and I could still smell it. <laughs> and I could and and as soon as it was out of the oven and as, and as soon as she had blown on it to make sure I wouldn't burn my tongue, the taste, Carol. Oh. <laughs> Oh, you're so me. <laughs> you're going to have to make some today. <laughs> <laughs> no, <thank you. laughs> but it, it, it reminded me of how much I was going to miss if I let my son go. Ah. And I so what I decided to do was reach out to him by actually listening 
instead of telling him, he was telling me I was wrong and I was telling him he was wrong and how dare he tell me I'm wrong. Right. Instead of doing that, I started listening, really listening to what he had to say and taking it in and reminding myself that my way of looking at the world is not the only way to look at the world. Say that again. My way of looking at the world is not the only way of looking at the world. And we started getting back together. It was slow. It was tentative. But it worked. And what is your relationship like now? Well, as I said, my oldest son has 10 kids, which I never, ever expected. We are welcome to visit them anytime we want. My daughter, both of my daughters-in-law are absolutely amazing. And, and with all 13 of the grandkids, I have to tell you, Carol, there's nothing like having one of the grandkids call me on the phone. This was when one of them was four. She li- this is the, the uh, from the group that lives on the other side of the world. She called. Hello, this is and she gave her name. Hi, I just want I just want to tell you I learned how to dial the phone. Goodbye. Oh. <laughs> and that was it. Aww. So look at what I would have missed. Yes, yes. I had not made the choice to listen to my son, treat him as an individual. And this is what I'm talking about, interpersonal relationships. If you don't show respect to other people, how can you expect them to respect you? That's right. Now, do you feel that compromise was necessary? And if so, how far were you willing to compromise? That's a really good question. The, the, the title of my memoir is The Chameleon in the Closet. Basically because I am a true chameleon. I've decided to make choices. Not changing myself as, as an individual, but changing my attitude. When I'm with my grandchildren, the way they dress is fairly modestly. So on my way there, I will, in the airplane, on the way to visit them, I will go out of, I will change, I'll go to the ladies' room, excuse me, you know, the restroom. Right, right, yes. Right, okay. And I will change out of my sweatsuit into appropriate clothing. And it's not easy straddling that toilet seat, I have to tell you, it's not a lot of fun. (laughs) So, I. I'm not not following you totally about appropriate clothing. What do you mean by that? Okay. Short skirts are out. Okay. Okay. That, that kind of thing. I'm sorry. All right. I understand. Okay. Uh, pants, you know, j- just where, where they are in their section of the world. P- pants really are not, not what's worn. Um, they have a different way of looking at things. And are you still there? Yeah. Okay. Um, they have a different way of looking at things. And I've learned to, uh, they, basically what happened was, and this is how, a matter of respect, my son and daughter-in-law 
explain to their children. But both now these are both sets, the ones in, in the U.S. and the ones who were uh, overseas. They explain to their kids that my husband and I were not raised the same way the grandkids are being raised. We weren't taught to do things exactly the same way. Now, this could be the same way of looking at the world. Let's say um, somebody lives in, uh, I don't know, Paris, where you eat dinner very, very late. And here in the U.S., I'm accustomed to eating dinner at six o'clock at night. Right. There are different mores. There are different attitudes, different ways of doing things. So I'm not just talking about my kids in general, but I feel that both both sets of grandchildren have learned a lot and absorbed a lot because, again, they're learning that their way is not the only way. But one of the grandkids overseas said to me, is it true that everybody in the United States has a tattoo? Oh. <laughs> and I said, no. So, you know, we're their window. Yes. Which is good. And, and they are our window. So we see, because when you watch TV, you see what's going on, supposedly. But there's a whole other world out there. Um, I thought of a question and now it's escaped me. I've been, I've been just imagining. Uh, oh, I think what it was I was going to ask you is, mm-hmm. now you've made these compromises and they must appreciate it. Have they... Have they actually told you that? How much oh, yeah. they appreciate it? Oh, yes. Interesting. Very, very good. So oh. that must just bless your socks off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in the beginning, when I started making very, very small changes and, and adapting to some of my son's suggestions, not all of them, there's no way I'm going to do everything somebody else's way. You know, there's got to be a compromise. And there are a lot of things that both sons do out of deference to my husband and me, which is really, really nice. But especially the one who's overseas, when he sees the things that we are doing, I'm constantly hearing, thank you, mom, for doing this. And how what's the relationship between the two sons? They obviously are very different. They're they're different, but their attitudes are very much the same. If the younger one could do it financially and with his family, he would be living overseas also. Okay, okay. They do they talk every week? No, they're both in business. The daughters in law get along really, really well. Excellent. Both, and as a matter of fact, uh, both my sons and their families, all seventeen of them. Went on vacation together. Aww. So you tell me, do they have a good relationship? Yes, most definitely. And look what would have happened if I hadn't made my choices. And how long ago has that been? Oh, this was when my son, we're talking um, 90s. Really? So it's been a while. Yeah, early to mid 90s. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and there's, you know, there are a lot of things that are coming up. And I find that a lot of other parents don't get what I do. They just don't really understand why I make the choices that I make in my home, in my attitude, in showing respect. I'm, I'm not saying I'm perfect, Carol. Of course. 
<laughs> Thanks a lot. No, I'm definitely not perfect. Of course, no one is. And when we meet the meet the perfect person, I don't think we'd want to know them. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> now let's let's get down a little bit to the dynamics of this, and we're going to talk about your your course, et cetera, as well. But a couple questions that came up while you were speaking, and that is, what do you recommend that people do? Like I know you touched on this a little bit, but what do you recommend that people do when they feel that they are losing their relationship with their adult child? I suggest they start off by asking themselves a question. I have a series of questions they should need to, they should ask themselves. But number one, what is it about this child that they really, really love? Find something special about that person and and write it down so that they can look back at it periodically. And that's a great place to start. And go ahead. And then the next question would be, what is it about the parent that they know is driving their child crazy. Right. Good point. So start with the, with those two questions. Give it some thought. And I have spoken with many women over the course of the last year mm-hmm. whose, whose adult children have broken off all communication with them. Oh. And I, I weep for them um, the stories are unbelievable and not by any fault of theirs. It's just a matter of circumstances or whatever. Do you have any thoughts for those women who, how they can even contact or open up the door um, literally, you know, for, to, to start a communication with someone who has chosen not to communicate or do you feel that it is too late I don't think it's ever too late. At least I hope not. I would suggest there's got to be, whether it's a son or a daughter, there's got to be someone that they know can contact their child. That's, That's a good point. Good point. Find someone not, who is not necessarily going to be a mediator. Basically, just a way to get the message get a message to the child. No, that's excellent. And you're right. They don't have to be a mediator, but just to open that door, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Start there. I mean, there's, there's, there are a lot, a lot of things that can be done, but start with that small thing first. Reach out to that first person to help out. And this has been a, a long, uh, long time ago for you. So you have definitely developed that relationship. And like you said, what if you hadn't? And I'm sure you are fully aware of that on a regular basis. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's got to be so exciting, especially when you have it in the forefront where you're talking about it and sharing with other people. Do you do any one-on-one type consultations as well? And tell me about that if you do. Yes, I do coaching. 
Okay, and and coaching in what area? What is it actually called? In in relationships or? Uh, well, I work with parents. Okay. Who want, who want to have an enviable relationship with their adult children. And <laughs> so, what do, do you do this online or? Uh, by telephone or I do this over the phone. Okay. I do this through Skype. I do this one to one. I do group coaching also. I have a series. Interesting. Okay. Tell us about that. I have a series of uh, of coaching sessions that parents can sign up for. And if and if they're interested, then I, I, we we can you and I can pursue a little bit further as to how these people can get in touch okay. with me. But I, I don't want to take up your time. Oh no, this is fine. I mean, we're we're not on a schedule here. Um, we want to get as much information out there as possible because you never know who you're going to touch. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, so we get as much information out there that you would have available. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to do that and, and to promote this because I believe, as I said, I have spoken with many women in this in this demise and and they feel hopeless. Uh, one lady I'm thinking of who hasn't seen her her daughter or her grandchildren for 15 years. Oh, no. And her husband died and the daughter never made any effort to even come to the funeral. And there are many stories like that. And and they have certainly tried. But this is, I think, when you have somebody that you can talk to who has been there and who understands, this is great for us to put you in contact with people who are going through this, and many of them suffer in silence. They don't want people to know they're embarrassed that right. their that their children, you know, won't have anything to do with them. Especially if it's in a coming from a loving home, you know, where they they want their children to, or they want to have a relationship. And I know that that's what you had as well. So that's a unique set of circumstances, but it's not so unique in that there are many people who are going through that. Oh, unfortunately, you're right. Yeah, I deal with them all the time. Um, okay, so basically, they would go to your website. Is this the best place to to contact yes. you? And okay, and on your website, you would also have your um, your blog is connected there, and your contact um, uh, particulars. And what about your courses? Are they available on your website? And tell well, us. The course itself is available on CD. It can be ordered through Amazon. Okay. It, it can be ordered through my website. Okay. And it is called Five Secrets to Enviable Relationships for Parents and Adult Children. It's on a CD so people can play it in their car. They can listen to each track over and over and over again. Okay, I'm just writing this down. Sure, sure. Um, it will become an online course. Okay. With, okay. Within the next year or so. Excellent. So on Amazon, the name of it is Five Secrets to Enviable Relation. To Sorry, go ahead. Correct me. Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
we, we just left off one let one word. That's all. Okay. It, it's five. The letter, the number five, mm-hmm. five secrets to an, A-N, an enviable relationship. Okay. For parents and adult children. Excellent. It sounds, yes. it sounds really, really good. Now the, um, the secrets, um, these are what you, d- you deal with one by one. Yes, the and the first, the first secret basically has to do with my um, the title of my blog. The first secret is called Solving the Empty Nest Syndrome. Excellent. Many people could relate to that, I am sure. And you're not going to give us any other secrets? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we'll have to go there to find them. Or, uh, or go to my website, which is probably the easiest yes. way. Yes, and that is bjrosenfeld.com. That's correct. Now, uh, when you spell Rosenfeld, it's R as in red, O, S as in Sam, E, N as in no, F as in Fred, E, L as in lion, D as in Donald, Rosenfeld. So it's bjrosenfeld.com. Very easy. Okay. Okay. Um, and your blog is listed there as well, which is the uh, the Empty Nest Chronicles, correct? That is correct, yes. Now, I had down, tell me about the Expert Success Solution. What is <laughs> that? That is a collaboration. 22 of us who are experts in various fields got together a year ago and decided, let's pool our information to help everyone. So this is volume one. And uh, there is a a second volume that has come out uh, by uh, 20 other experts. So we're dealing with experts in various fields. Okay. All in the area of relationship or no? Yes. Okay. But it could be a business relationship. Uh, One of my friends is a hypnotist. She talks about relaxation. Okay. They're all different from all different areas. Okay. And this book is available on or on Amazon as well. Oh, yes. Again, through my website. Okay. Okay. So basically, all we have to remember is BJ Rosenfeld. Dot com and we can connect with everything there. That is correct. Okay. Now, you also said that if someone wanted to connect with you by email, that they could email you at the same name, bjrosenfeld at gmail.com. That's correct. And yep. the subject is, I want your blog. Right. So, again, that is easy to remember. Carol, I'm sorry. Even if they just want to get in touch with me and find out more information. Okay. Just put it down. That's great. Absolutely. Um, One other thing that you had mentioned, and you you touched on it a little bit earlier in the broadcast, and that was how do you make like a chameleon and change color to suit your environment? I love that line. (laughs) And I know you had talked about like some of the things that you – you did to change, you know, to, for your son to accept you, et cetera. Now, Mm -hmm. is that what you were referring to or is there more involved in that? Uh, It's all related, but uh, 
let's go back to when, when parents have kids. When we raise our kids, we do the very best we can. I, I think you'll agree with me there. That's right. They don't come with manuals. <laughs> I, I heard somewhere that um, raising kids is not like baking cookies. Okay. And I that. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, the, the, the chocolate chips might not stay in the batter. or Things or, might happen. <laughs> you got it. So as, as kids get older, there is no guarantee, Carol, that they're going to grow up to be the adults we want them to be. Right. But we still want them to be part of our lives. At least most of us do. I, I know right. there are, But I do know that there are parents who have just gotten sick and tired of their kids, and they don't want them part of their lives. That's right. I've heard that as well. Hard to understand, but... Yeah. And, and so as, as far as your, your initial question on this matter, I try extremely hard nowadays not to judge the way other people do things. Excellent. I want you to expound on that. Well, when it comes to, first of all, when it comes to watching my children raising their own children, I may not like or I may not agree with certain things that they're doing raising their kids. I may feel that, okay, school's over, you come home, you have a snack, you go out and play, and then you do your homework later. Well, when my younger son was growing up, he had a really good friend who lived next door, and those parents felt that School's over. You come home and have a snack. You sit and do your homework until every single bit of it is done, no matter what time of night or day that is. Then you go out to play if there's still time. Okay. And uh, it really it bothered me that my son did not get a lot of time to play with this friend except on weekends. But. That was the right of those parents to do the best they could for their child. Right. So, again, you compromised or your child learned how to compromise and um, to have that time with his friend. Right. Now, what is your call to action today for the people that are listening? What would you what would you say your call to action is to them? As far as their kids are concerned? Anything. Anything that you want to share. Just a call to action to sum up what you've said. A call to action to contact you. Um, just sum it up by what is. what would you like the listeners to, to do? As far as in my life and as far as I'm concerned, Carol, family is everything. Without family, we are all lost. Connection is crucial. So what I would like parents to do and all of your listeners to do is think about their families. Think about how much they are missing in their lives by making the choices that they are making themselves. And think about how much more they could have in their lives if they had enviable relationships with their adult children. 
Excellent. And if this is what they would like to have, and they don't quite have it yet, then I would love to have your listeners get in touch with me through my website. Send me an email. Take my course. Don't just sit and let things, these relationships just disappear. Right. Absolutely. Because, because, I'm sorry to cut you off, continue. No, I just, I'm agreeing with you, that's all. Because, as, as you mentioned before, in my mind, parents should do whatever it takes to get their children to love and include them because no one should die alone. And as sad and morbid as that might sound, it's reality. That's right. You want to be even you you want to be remembered and loved. <laughs> and loved. That's and and yeah. Well, BJ, this has been very enlightening, uh very encouraging. I thank you for taking the time to um to share this with our listeners. I am going to um promote this for you as as we you know that that's the whole idea is to get uh, the word out to as many people as possible and I'm excited to do that and to see how many people that we can help and it has been an honor a privilege and a joy to speak with you today so thank you so much thank you very much Carol I look forward to chatting with you more absolutely Thank you for listening to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. Did you know that most people succeed because they are determined to? Quitting was never an option. Carol loves your comments and will respond to each one. So please subscribe and review this podcast. A rating of five stars would be outstanding and appreciated. Remember, if you are still here, there is always hope.